everybody, MTO Weekly is back. Back from my hiatus. We're back just in time to give you all the juicy news that's going on in sports right now. Oh, yeah. Um, this is episode 33. And we're going to talk about Roger Goodell, Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson now, starting today. Yeah. Um, the, the stuff with Danny Ferry and Bruce Levinson and the Atlanta Hawks. And we're going to try to squeeze in a little college football for you. Since that's up and running now, yeah, believe it or not. Um, so let's get started right away. And the Ray Rice tape is out, the real one this time. Not just <laughs> him dragging her out, but why he was dragging her out, yeah, what happened good. to cause that. So, what was your take on the first of the tape? What was your take on what you saw? Um, he two pieced her. I mean, he he gave her two. He she, she took two shots. Uh, I assume something like that had to I mean, I always thought he hit her. I mean, I obviously remember when in previous, uh, one of the previous episodes, you talked about her head probably hit like, and it did, you know, but, um, yeah, no, he got her good. I didn't, I guess one thing I noticed that I took away from it is that she talked about maybe she did something to start it and I didn't see any evidence of that. I feel like she is. And with her recent tweet, she's loyal. I'll give her credit for that. I mean, cause she's been trying to protect her husband, but I don't think she did anything physically now. She might have said some stuff cause that's very possible, but, um, it looked apparent to me of what he kind of, Walked her down to the elevator that he, he kind of waited for the door to close that they must have had an argument at least or something before that. Yeah. Um, and you, you see at the beginning before they get in the elevator, he kind of, she kind of like smacks him. It wasn't very hard at all. Right. Obviously. Um, it's kind of hard to tell in the elevator, but it looked like he flinched at her. Some people say he spit on her. That's what I've heard, I don't, but I didn't see that. You can really see that. It's kind of grainy. Picture. Yeah. Um, and then she puts her elbow up. I don't know if she actually made contact with them. So I can't really say that she necessarily hit him first. But then, yeah, he just, two times. He hit her, backed up, and she, she came, came at him, down. and then that was it. It was it was gruesome. Yeah, I mean, brutal. it was something that we were probably, it's probably about what we expected, really, when you really yeah. think about it. I mean, that's what domestic violence looks like. Yeah. So I mean, the first thing I thought was two games. Then the second thing I thought was the NFL is full of crap if they're going to tell me they didn't see this tape. I'm just refusing to believe it. Which leads to the next part <laughs> is, do you think specifically Roger Goodell has seen, had seen the tape prior? I think he's seen it, but that's, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to preface that with, it's because I'm biased, you know, because I don't care for the guy anyway. And at this point, he's done so many things. He said things that contradict, it's just, he's a victim of some of the stuff he said earlier. Last time he wanted to be like, you know, the police and, you know, he's the good, you know, the, do-gooder and all this stuff. Now, some of his comments from previous, you know, coming down to other people starting to, you know, like the bounty gate thing when he's talking about ignorance is no excuse. Well, people are applying that exactly. to this situation. So, even if he didn't see it, he's still in in some big trouble. Because, like he said, ignorance is no excuse. Here's my take on the whole thing. And forgive me if I get long-winded because I have a lot to say about this. First and foremost, if Roger Goodell did not see the tape, it is only because he chose not to see the tape. It is not to do because he didn't have access with it. Correct. Even if he couldn't see it right away, which is possible, there's no way you can tell me that he couldn't have got it before it got leaked. Oh, yeah. So even if it was a week before it got leaked, he could have saw it. And then. that's the biggest thing, too. People were saying, like, you're the NFL. You couldn't get the tape. And then to believe that they only talked to the police department. Yeah. So he could have got it somewhere between now and when it got leaked. Or when you go to the casino first. Yeah. It wouldn't have been illegal. He, he made a comment on the interview that his, his lawyer told him it'd be illegal when the DA was like, no, there's nothing illegal with you telling, asking hotel. Another thing, I don't believe his lawyer, I'm pretty sure Roger Goodell's lawyer is a pretty high paid lawyer, yeah. lawyer. I'm pretty sure he would know whether or not that's legal or not. Yeah. So it's just the whole thing just sounds like, it just sounds iffy to me. Like 
if the tape got to the lady at the NFL and then she just covered she it up. Yeah, she just watched it and then threw it away. Like that Which I believe is possible she covered it up. But I think if she covered it up, it's because she was t- she was told to cover it up. Yeah. Like, if you get this tape, we don't want to see it. Yeah. So, so that they can be like, oh, we never saw it. Which is very possible. But, and people are saying, well, what would be the motivation to cover it up? The motivation to cover it up was to be so that you can keep a superstar in the league. Yeah. And that's really the... Now, it's naive to think that this video is never going to get out in today's day. Yeah, I knew. I meant when it first... When the thing first happened and they were talking about how they didn't have the other tape, I was just thinking to myself, it's a matter of time. Everything leaks. Yeah, it's going to happen. Everything leaks. So, to me, there's no way... Either he saw it or he purposely didn't see it. And that's... And to me, either one's really not that good. Like, neither one is extenuating to where you can be like, oh, okay, well, he didn't see it, so now he saw it, and he gave Levy the heavier penalty. Right. Lastly, it's really starting to bother me how everybody's coming in on the soapbox all of a sudden yeah. and has this strong opinion about domestic violence suddenly, as if this is a new thing. Right. As if domestic violence in general hasn't been happening for years and hasn't yeah. been a problem in America for years. This isn't new epidemic in America. Yeah. And the issue I have with it is nobody have I heard once say, well, maybe we should stiffen the penalties in general as far as legally versus yeah. in the NFL. I have not heard that once. And with the now organization, the yeah. Terry O'Neill, to me, it's just they're kind of using the situation as a prop for their own cause. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of self-serving. And with the issue I have with that is not necessarily... I'm fine with it being self-serving in a way because, I mean, it, it is something that needs to be brought to people's attention. Right, and it is something right. that we could... It's a cause that can be helpful and beneficial to society. But let's not do it so self-serving as to just ignore anything else. Right. Like, let's tackle domestic violence instead of NFL domestic violence. If we're so outraged about domestic violence, how come no one's upset that... He, that Hope Solo put hands on her, on her sister and her nephew. Yeah, no, no one has any outrage about that. The Greg Hardy thing happened too. No one's really putting that much on that. I mean, we don't really seem to be that upset about domestic violence except for this one instance. And then you have all these people piggybacking about how terrible everybody, how terrible Ray Rice is, and this, that, and the other. And it's to me, it's phony. I mean, it wasn't that long ago where Sterling was the same guy. Right. Sterling was the Ray Rice of a few months ago, and no one, if you ask people about the Sterling thing now, I bet they were not nearly as passionate about it now, and it just happened a few months ago. Right. A great example for me, look at the Penn State situation. They've had everything peeled up. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much, yeah. All peeled up. Obviously, to me, that's much worse than this. Oh, yeah. Now, I'm not saying Ray Rice is a model citizen, right. but molesting 20, 30, 40 kids... Is worse than this right. one and then time instance. Pretty much covering it up. Yeah, and we wanted everybody's heads. Now, if you listen to everybody about them pulling it up, they're like, "Well, they've done good, and we're not punishing the people who did it." Well, we were never punishing the people who did it. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that we wanted it then is just phony outrage. Right. And that's the problem to me is. Because well, today's world, we get mad because we feel we're supposed to. Like something tells you exactly. you're supposed to be, you're supposed to feel outraged. And it makes us feel better about ourselves if we have this company line opinion about it. And 
oh, Ray Rice is the worst person on earth and he should be in jail for 20 years. Look how good I am because I'm not tolerant right. of, of, of his behavior. Now, granted, Ray Rice got everything he deserved. I don't feel sorry for Ray, Ray Rice one bit. Right. If I put hands on my girlfriend, I'm probably going to get fired. If yeah. that becomes a Public news, news yeah. yeah, it's front page news. So yeah. the fact that Ray Rice essentially got fired is about right. He got basically what would happen to anybody else. So I have no, I feel sorry for him not. I don't, right. not at all. But with that being said, let's not pretend like, like we care if we don't. If we want to put something, if you want, if you have a stance on this and you care, then that's fine. That's good. But I mean, Chris Brown's still selling records. Yeah. I mean, we're, he's still going platinum. No, it's funny because I mean, actually, this morning Jeff sent me a message saying everybody's mad at Ray Rice, but they still listen to Chris Brown. That's what I'm saying. So, like, to an extent, I I can't say any individual, but there's obviously some phony outrage going on because we're still supporting people who are doing the same act that we say is so heinous and that they should never be forgiven and this, that, and the other. So, that's what bothers me about this type of stuff is we all jump on it, talk about how terrible it is in the moment, and then three months later. We really don't care because we we never cared to begin with. Right. So that's my take on the whole situation. I know, like I said, it was long-winded. <laughs> but Ray Rice is punished, and I think his punishment is, is fair. Should he be reinstated at any point? Right now, it's indefinitely. I know the players, you have some time to respond to it. I mean, here's what's going to happen. He's probably going to sit out the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Somebody's gonna, he's going to do all kinds of different charity events and all this yeah. stuff, raise awareness. Everybody's going to say he's been a model citizen, and someone's going to give him a chance next year. You know why? Because next year, people aren't going to care. There's going to be some people that still care because they actually... They're for the cause. They're actually for the cause. They actually it's care kind of like about Michael this. Vick. I mean, there's still people that yeah. want his head. Yeah, but for the majority, most people don't care. Yeah. So it's going to be the same thing. Next year, this time next year, Ray Rice will be... It'll be following Ray Rice in a training camp somewhere. Yeah, I think my biggest thing about this is amazing how many sources and how much stuff somebody's lying and so i mean it's kind of like with the ray rice the rumors like a bunch of sources the espn reports four sources said that he told him exactly what he did no and, and then so you know so the like, ravens came out and said he told us exactly what happened right and so assuming he told the nfl same thing even without seeing the videotape why is he only getting two games thank you and so but it's just funny like you're just a bunch of back and forth like the nfl and that's the problem i think i have with the nfl is that I don't really feel like they care about domestic violence. I feel like it's all an image cover. All we're trying Thank to do is, is, like I said, they always say protect the shield. And that's why I honestly think, you know, that's what I think this is all about. Like, you know, they don't want to get a bad rap of being, you know, because for years they've been known for just having, like, the most criminals in any sport. Like, the NFL is where all the thugs are. You know, NBA didn't have a big problem as the NFL does as far as criminal activity. And so this was another black eye, and they, I feel like they tried to cover up the black eye. Like, they already had uh, Aaron Hernandez last year. That didn't feel good. So they're like, you know, obviously couldn't cover that up. That's a big deal. Cover up murder. You got a problem. But, you know, with this, they're trying to, like, you know, any way they can kind of lessen the blow, they're going to try to do that. Because while people were mad at the two games, people were starting to get over the fact that he was going two games. And then this came up, and then the lid just blew off of it. First point is you said what I wanted to say in one minute that I said in three minutes. So um, thank you for that. Second point is maybe this is revisionist history, but I don't even remember the outrage about Aaron Hernandez that we have for this. I remember it was bad. But I don't remember it being this big of a deal as Aaron Hernandez was. And Aaron Hernandez killed people. Right. Well, that's probably because nobody was trying to cover it up that we know of at least. Yeah. But I mean, even the backlash towards Harry Rice. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I feel like it's heavier than it was yeah. towards Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, that's true. The wrong person attacks Henry Rice's character. Yeah, like, so I feel like more people are attacking his character than they are with... 
Like Aaron Hernandez, they had these stories about how he had this rough childhood. Yeah, it was excuse Things started going wrong. He used to be this great kid. We haven't had none of that with Ray Rice. And by all accounts, this is his first instance. Yeah, he like literally lost school and he had some alcohol in him, which I'm not giving an excuse for him, but I mean, there's yeah. a lot of grown men who have been model citizens who have done some, probably something not proud of. Again, this is, and this is going to sound like defending him, mm-hmm. but I'm not, but I hear it all the time as people saying that he deserves a second chance and people scoff at that and, and their, their line and their reasoning is imagine if that was your wife, or your mom or your daughter you hit. Would you still think you had a second chance? Which makes sense to me. But also, if you want to flip that, imagine if that was your, your son, brother, yeah. your son, your dad who hit them, and that was his only thing. Doing, <clears throat> would you think he deserves a second chance? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, people act like, like a lot of people have family members who are criminals, and I'm pretty sure they'd be upset if their criminal brother, you know, uncle, cousin, whatever, just got left behind and just got discarded. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's always some some hypocrite, you know, some hypocrisy when people talk. Yeah, about so I mean, for me personally, in an ideal world, Ray Rice, this would be a, a legal issue rather than an NFL issue. We wouldn't have to worry about suspending them indefinitely because he would be in prison. That's the way I think it should be. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing that also gets forgotten about. People are like kind of giving the justice system almost a free. Yeah, like things. no one's questioning, no one's <laughs> pushing for change in the justice yeah. system. They want Goodell fired. But no one's trying to change, like, No one's the district attorney fired or anything. We have all these senators coming out talking about Goodell should be fired. Like, well, maybe you should start trying to make laws to where is this type yeah. of thing. Because that affects more people than yeah. the NFL's problem. Right. This is society. This is America's problem, not the NFL's problem. Right. And I think that's what people lose sight of. So, in my mind, he should do a year in jail. I think a DV like that should get you up to a year in jail. I would think so. Maybe even, I don't really know how to judge it. Maybe up to two I don't know. It depends yeah. on the severity of it. Right. And the first offense thing is always debatable. And then, we don't, and then we don't have to worry about him. We don't have to worry about him playing in the NFL this year because right. he's in prison. Yeah, exactly. And then after that, I think maybe the NFL should just stay out of things like this. I think if you cut him because your team, you're like, you know what? We don't stand for this. I think that should be enough. I really do. I think we should let law handle it and have the NFL's team handle him the way they want to handle him. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, these organizations have free reign to do what they want to do. So if they want to side with Ray Rice after that, I think it's a bad PR move. Right. But I think that's on them. Just like if an employer has someone go to jail, and that's on them. Right. So that's the way I think it should be handled. But we'll see what happens. Another news, which just really literally came out today, um, Adrian Peterson was indicted for... um, Pretty much, they made vent terms like, you know, child negligence and harm their child. Pretty much for whooping his kid, essentially what happened. Child abuse. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so, um, his kid, um, pushed off one of his other sons off this game and he proceeded to get a branch, what they call a switch. A lot of people I realize aren't familiar with the term because I think it's more of a southern thing, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a switch is a branch off a tree. You take the leaves off of it and there it is. Like, that's a switch. So, kids take a switch and then pull, you know, then 10, 15 times just, you know, whooped his kid. Like a lot of, I mean, I guess it's cultural thing. Cause you know, but, um, so obviously, uh, I was going to think to myself, I didn't realize he must, he must have did it in public or at least the doctor. Like, I mean, I think he said, you know, I read the article and apparently he had a doctor's appointment. The kid did. And so it appears he didn't think he did anything wrong. So he obviously if he did. He wouldn't like in his own words. He wouldn't let him on the plane because he's a doctor. If he felt like, Oh no, here's, here's the way I, I understood it. He did this. He, he whooped him. And then his mom took him, 
And when his mom took him, he took him to a doctor in Minnesota, or this happened in Houston. Right. And then the doctor in Minnesota said, this looks like child abuse. And that's how it all got started. Right. Sounds about right. For me, this is, I don't know, this is interesting for me, because as a kid, I got whoopings. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, it, today, there are people saying old-fashioned parenting, and I think tradition is a terrible argument, hence my views on the Redskins thing. I don't think tradition is a great argument, but I do understand that it is common, specifically traditionally, for kids to get beat. Whoops, I guess I should say beat. Kind of, <laughs> there's a lot more ways to we'll take the word beat. Yeah, we'll send it this time. Um, so I don't know exactly where I stand on this, to be honest with you. Cause yeah, when I heard it, I was a little, it was a little tough because, um, I mean, I do think he might have went a little overboard with, you know, with, since it was a switch. I mean, with, I mean, I saw the pictures and he's pretty cut up. Yeah. And obviously it's branched. But, um, so, you know, in disciplining your kid that way, I can't sit here and say I'm against it because, I mean, like, I think it can be effective if done right and appropriately. Um, you know, because I just feel like with, depending on, you know, how you raise your kid, I mean, timeout doesn't really work. But I'm not going to get into a parenting session. But um, I guess I was kind of tough because I kind of felt like, at what point do you kind of just like, you know, I guess as a doctor, you're, you're supposed to do that. But at what point do you kind of like mind your own business? And what part do you feel like you have to report? Yeah, because I, I mean, you understand, I understand that times change. And just because it was okay when I was a kid or when my parents were a kid doesn't necessarily mean it's okay now. And for most things, that's a good thing. I mean, like I said, tradition's a thing, but I mean, slavery was traditional. So, right, I mean, right. you can't just use that on its own, on its own two feet. That's right. not really necessarily the stance. Um, I was spanked as a kid, but at the same time, I don't remember ever having welts all the way down my no, leg. No, I've never hit with a switch. Right? I've never had, I mean, even if you got hit with a switch, I mean, that was, yeah, I was a little more than maybe, I mean, not everybody's parents, Adrian Peterson. So, yeah, yeah, they're probably, um, yeah. Exactly. I don't know if everybody has the torque that Adrian mm. Peterson's able to get, but I mean, it did look, brutal to me i've never had any scarring like that after being beat whooped <laughs> but I, i'm not sure how i stand on it. I, yeah. I understand that i mean society progresses some things just aren't tolerated yeah. anymore so i don't really necessarily have a huge issue with him being indicted but yeah. at the same time if i find out if at the end of this he gets six months in prison I would have an issue with yeah, that. Yeah, that's my thing. Being long story short, I feel like a short NFL suspension and no jail time, I think, is appropriate. If the NFL wants to give him four games, or maybe they have this policy where they have to give him six, because technically it's... Probably... I feel like now they have to give him six. Because right. if domestic violence gets that's you true. six, then child abuse right. gets you six. So if he got six, I don't think he should get any jail time. I'll just put that out there. I don't feel like he should get jail time. Um, if he had a history of, like, you know, child abuse, then yeah. But I think he should get no jail time, especially, I hate to say it, if Ray Rice didn't get jail time, you can't get this man jail time. That's just the way it goes. So I don't think you get in jail time, but six games for the NFL, based on consistency, I can't, I can't really be mad at that. I mean, he it was, I do think AP went overboard, but in general, if anybody wants to say like disciplining your kids that way in general, of physical contact is terrible. Well, there are, I'm sure a lot of dog owners who smack their dogs and Peter wouldn't really appreciate it. Even if you've done, no, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, when you get mad and you smack your dog on the nose, what are you, why are you hitting the animals for? I mean, so it, before you speak and say, you know, the way disciplining is wrong, Checks yourself. I'm sure you've hit a pet or an animal before. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fine line. I mean, I think it's something that you have to be able to balance. But I mean, from what I know, and everybody I know that used to get correctly right. whooped, not just beat, like not <clears throat> punching right, the kids yeah. or anything, but you know, spank them, use a belt on their butt, something like that. 
they tend to be pretty respectful adults. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's not to say that if you didn't get spanked that you're not, but, right. I mean, it has a pretty good track record. I mean, I know there's a lot of doctors and psychologists psychologists that disagree with that, but, yeah. I mean, I think it's just a matter of ideology. I mean, right. basically the way I look at it is with Ray Rice, everybody looks at that and says that's wrong. With the Adrian Peterson thing, I think, it's a little muddier. No, oh, yeah. So, and I think it's cultural. You're going to get yeah. a lot of people, specifically in the South, who are going to look at that and be like, what's the problem? Yeah. Whereas a lot of other people, outside, pretty much outside of the South, are going to be like, that's outrageous. But, yeah. in, you know, culturally, a lot of people in a certain group are going to be like, that, I don't understand what the problem is. Like, I'm going to go to jail for, for my kid. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting for sure. But wait, there's more. There's there's more <laughs> scandal. Let's let's switch leagues a little bit. And these soap opera fans are gonna love this episode. Um, in the NBA, the Atlanta Hawks are under a little bit of scrutiny. When I say a little bit, it's only because of what's going on in the NFL right now. Yeah. If the Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson thing didn't exist, this would be front page news. Um, starting with their owner, part yeah, owner, yeah, yeah. Um, Bruce Levinson, <clears throat> he sent out an email. Wow. Two years ago? Uh, 2012, yes. Talking about, well, demographics. Yeah, and just, they're looking for ways to improve ticket sales. Yeah, and talking about demographics and the fact that he feels like the game is too urban. <laughs> and he said he would like to see more white cheerleaders and more music that is typically listened to by white males. Um, basically, he wants to... D black, <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks's show. Right, because his thought is that uh, African American or blacks don't, they're not filling up the seats and they don't typically buy tickets like white males would. So he feels that if he changes the atmosphere, that would be more inducive to getting more white males, meaning more ticket sales. So he pretty much used a bunch of stereotypes in his email and it looked pretty bad. I mean, I'm not going to lie, it looked pretty bad. Now, it's funny because like I don't feel like this is nowhere near the Donald Sterling thing. Um, he probably shouldn't have emailed the stuff and he could have probably put it in a different way, but, um, you know, I'm not trying to defend the man, but I guess a lot of people probably thought some of the stuff he said, um, you know, he runs a business and he's trying to get ways to increase sales. Um, I just think there's probably like, he needs to get a publicist or someone who knows how to write for him. He probably should never write his own emails. Um, but it just did. I mean, I read the email and I was like, sometimes I just shook my head like, and in natural and, and understandably so he's not even going to let this. He's not going to sit here and try to stand by his post and say, I shouldn't, he's just already selling up his, his part of the team. Like he already knows what's means. And it goes back to that Cuban, Cuban saying is a slippery slope. Like pretty much anything you say that can be written down record, like be careful what you say, because it will be used against you. Yeah. I think this kind of proves Cuban right here because first of all, I'm just going to go out and say it. What Donald Sterling got the backlash for and what Levinson said are honestly pretty close when you really think about it. When Donald Sterling said what he said, he didn't really come out and say anything negative about black people. He said, I don't want you, my mistress, being seen with black people because of what other rich white people will think about that. That wasn't necessarily his views on black people. Now, granted, we have prior history to show that he is a racist. Right. <laughs> and yeah. that this, but what this isolated incident that he did was basically an image thing right i don't it doesn't look good amongst my rich white friends for you to be my mistress to be hanging out with black people that's essentially what he was saying now it's racist and 
I don't feel sorry for him because he's a racist. I mean, we went all over with with his wife and how they were doing checks to see if minorities were living in their buildings. Right, yeah, yeah, they're racist. I get it. But him saying that, Bruce Levinson saying we should try to get wider audiences because they pay more because they have more money and to fill the seats more. It's basically the same thing. Like yeah. you're stereotyping the group and saying that you would prefer to cater to white people over black people, and that's basically what Donald Sterling said. So when you really think about the intent and the premise, he should get lifetime ban, right? I mean, well, he's doing I mean, it himself. Oh well, yeah, because I think I'm saying like he likes instead of being you're fired, he's saying I quit. Yeah, and he's taking care of that himself, but that kind of leaves Silver, like kind of clicked him off the hook. Right, yeah, because I mean, cause I was agree. He would have had to have been kicked out. He based to on kick him out, right? right? And then same thing with Danny Ferry. But here's the natural thing about Danny Ferry. I feel like Danny Ferry, they're taking it light on him. Silver endorsed Ferry, like even after the fact, saying, like, I don't think he should lose his job, which is interesting. Yeah, because Danny Ferry came out and said, Luol Dang has a little African in him. Yeah, which, which actually he is African. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of weird that he put it that way. And then he used a weird analogy, which I don't, I guess you're supposed to tie back to basketball. Yeah, his analogy was that he's the type of guy that would sell you goods out front, but out back he would sell you counterfeit things. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, to be honest with you, yeah. especially when you relate it to basketball. I mean, does that just mean he's not who he seems? Like, you think you're getting a, 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 a 16.5 rebound point score, which you're not? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, mean, like, I don't understand, I guess, where he was going. My best idea of what he means is, like, if you look at his stats, everything looked good, but then if you watch the tape, it's not necessarily indicative to the stats. Right, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even... That's, that's, that's a stretch. A, that's yeah. a reach. Yeah, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know what that means, but... People don't seem to be as upset about this, and I think this is a small distinction that creates this. He said African in him, not African-American. Right. I think people, because Africans in America that are just African, since there's such a smaller population, people don't get as worked up about it. So they yeah. don't really care. If he had said this about someone that was just black, and like he's got a little black in him, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made an analogy about right, like yeah, he's the type of dude that goes to the barbershop and talk right. whatever he wanted to say right. people would be a lot more outraged about it and which just kind of goes back to my whole point is that it's not racism that people have a problem with it's you have to pick your racism it's the <laughs> same thing with with the violence with Ray Rice people don't have an issue with r- violence it's just certain people that you get. If he had right. two piece some dude in the elevator, yeah, it would. wouldn't have been a big deal. No, he would, still he got suspended, maybe. but there wouldn't be any outrage. Might have got suspended. That's maybe. Oh, he'd have got suspended. Because yeah. if there's an assault charge, you're going to get suspended. Now, if the dude didn't press charges, there's no video, then yeah, whatever. Depending on the personal conduct, then maybe he got... <laughs> I mean, seriously, like it goes to a different clause depending on who it is. It's not domestic violence anymore. It's yeah. personal conduct, and then that's up for debate. Yeah, but like if he did, like I said, he'd just hit some dude like that, there would have been no outrage. So it's not violence that we have an issue with. It's violence oh, right. against women. Right. Now, granted, it's a legitimate issue, but maybe we should just have a problem with violence in general. And maybe if you, even if you want to put an emphasis on domestic violence, I'm good with that. Right. For here, maybe we should have an have an issue with racism. Period. Because it's still racist. Yeah. I mean, but honestly, I guess my question though is that you know, without belaboring this too much, is that both cases, stereotypes got used. I mean, I actually think Ferry, what he says, is worse than what Levinson said. I mean, I think Levinson just used a bunch of stereotypes. I think with Ferry, I should be more offended. If I, if I understood That's what, what he meant, I would be more That's offended. What I'm saying. I feel like Ferry's, actually, what he did was worse than Levinson. I feel like Levinson used a bunch of stereotypes, which isn't okay, but, I mean, and I, 
off topic, I mean, I've always, I always tell people, I mean, where do you think stereotypes come from? I mean, I'm not saying that it's right to say, but stereotypes typically come from a majority of, like, instances where it was seen that way. I mean, that's why it's a stereotype, because you're just taking a bunch of people and classifying them in one group. I'm not saying it's right, but I don't feel like using a stereotype is as bad as just literally, like, making it sound like him having an African in him is a bad thing. Yeah, but I mean, I, I get that, but I mean, the NBA is pretty black in general. Oh, yeah, very and black. And other places are getting the black people to go to the games. Yeah. So it's not the fact that they're black the reason why you're not selling. No. I mean, a lot yeah, of I mean, to, I would have been like, maybe your team needs to be better. I it, it, well, a lot of it has to do with that, A. <laughs> and then Atlanta itself is such a diverse community as far as who's there. Not everybody's Hawks fans. Yeah, and then like... There's a ton of people from all over the and place. And they play their football season, so in the fall, they're probably going to the Hawks games. Right? Yeah, so oh. I mean, the Hawks can't sell out because people don't like the Hawks. Yeah. I mean, I might live in Atlanta, but I don't like the Hawks. Yeah. I'll come when my favorite team yeah. comes. So they can't consistently sell. I think it has more to do with that because, I mean, like I said, the black crowds are going to be all over yeah, the NBA. a lot of black markets. Yeah. yeah, and they're selling fine if their team is doing well. Right. Like, Golden State selling out. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. They're yeah. Oakland. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a generalization. And to me, if you're going to suspend Sterling for that, then you have to do it to Levinson. You have to do it to Ferry. So, real quick then, should Ferry lose his job? I know he's going to definitely, should he be fired? Here's the way I look at it. If we're going to take that stance on Sterling, then yes. Do I think it was necessarily bad enough to his man should lose his job? Not really. Not when he's had a pretty good track record. I mean, I feel like people... But then again, I heard yeah. some reports that seem like maybe Ferry is actually not as great a guy as PC. Yeah, but. I don't think that what this is is enough to lose his job. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think... Yeah. But with the precedent set, yeah, I think he should lose his job. I would agree. I mean, I think he has to go. I mean, that, like you said, that... I mean, Cuban was right, slip yourself. So pretty much, you make some bad racial comment, you gotta go. That's basically the way it is. Don't let yourself be recorded. <laughs> Seriously, don't write anything down. Yeah. All right, so now on to a segment that I've been waiting to introduce for quite some time, and we call it the lie detector. For those of you that don't understand what the lie detector is, what we do, we use this for college football, given the fact that basically if you lose one game in college football, then you're done, basically. So we take teams that we see are either rated highly or highly touted, and we view games, and we think, that if this game is a chance to see what they're really made of, yeah. then we'll put them on, on the lie detector. For example, last week, Ohio State was on the lie detector. Virginia Tech put them on that lie detector, and they proved to be frauds. They proved to be <laughs> lying. So this week, we have three matchups, um, and we're going to start with Georgia. Georgia's playing at South Carolina. They're ranked number six. Yeah. South Carolina right now is one and one with a very shaky out in week one when they got blowed out by yeah. Texas A&M. <laughs> and then they beat ECU by 10 points. So if UGA is the playoff contender and favorite in a lot of people's cases. Yeah. And SEC East's favorite playoff contender that they're supposed to be, they should probably win this game by a touchdown or two. They should win this game pretty comfortably. Yeah, and um, I think they'll pass. I think they'll actually win by three touchdowns. Um, it's just such a, it's so early in the season. It's hard to say and know who's for real. But I don't. I the one thing I do know: South Carolina's not that good. I'm just gonna. I just don't believe in them. So I expect Georgia to win by at least three touchdowns. And so my prediction is they will pass the lot of Texas. It's, it's interesting because for me, I feel like they'll pass. But I think the reason why they'll pass is because of Todd Gurley, and I think Georgia is as vulnerable as that. Todd Gurley gets hurt, they're no longer that good. That's, that really wasn't me. It was a one-man show in the first game. Of the I really think it's that simple. You watch that Clemson game, 
the difference was Todd Gurley. Oh yeah, he did everything. He got no returning kicks, and yeah, he... yeah, like really, that whole the whole difference <laughs> in that game was Todd Gurley. Now, I mean, obviously, there's, they have good players too. Yeah, but I think Clemson's a better team than they saw on that day. Right. Just they like if they play them again, maybe week eight. They play them again. Todd Gurley gets hurt. I don't know, this is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> right. So I will say Georgia will pass because, in my opinion, they have the best player in the country. Right. And Todd Gurley. Um, but as a whole, I'm not really that impressed with Georgia yeah. as a whole. Right. But, well, I'm make sure I watch the game. Cause I haven't watched a lot of Georgia, uh, like the two weeks. I haven't watched really watched them play. So I'm going to actually watch the game and evaluate Georgia for myself. But, uh, I think they'll pass. They'll be fine. Yeah. I like Todd Gurley. I like Keith Marshall and that's it. <laughs> Yeah, that's how I feel about Georgia. And they got the end defense, which I do like watching. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, next matchup is Oklahoma, who's pretty much like they're not playing with people. I mean, if you show up, you're ready to be scored on. Like they're pretty much they're, they're running the score up. They're playing against Tennessee, who young team, Bush Jones has. Um, I said they got talent, but they're young. So, do you think Oklahoma will pass? Right detector. I think Oklahoma will pass as well. I think Oklahoma's legit. I think they took a lot of confidence out of beating Alabama the way they did. And I think that this is just going to be another step in their attempt to the playoffs. No, I agree. Um, Stoops is motivating the team pretty much. You know, you already know how he feels about the SEC. He thinks they're overrated. And I think he's pumping that into his players to, to prove that. So, um, on another, I guess, I don't even know if it's a bold prediction, but uh, 30 points, 30 plus. That's the spread on that. that like, Oklahoma's, Oklahoma's going to win at least by 30. That is a bold prediction. <laughs> I, I wouldn't give them 30. Yeah, I, I just watched them, I watched them play. And I know they beat Tulsa, which isn't that good. And then I can't remember who they played first, but they beat them down too. Beat them down. Uh, yeah, thirty. Jones. Yeah, plus thirty on that game. I'm gonna give them two touchdowns, but we'll see. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Lastly, Virginia Tech plays ECU. Virginia Tech coming off of a of a liar <laughs> of, of showing a liar in Ohio State. A lie revealing game. Yeah, revealing the liar of Ohio State. Now they're on to see if they're a liar. Come off a big win. Yeah, are they the same team that beat Ohio State? With, with ECU, a team that gave South Carolina a run for their money. Uh, what do you think? Is that game at ECU? I can't it remember. is at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I think they'll pass, uh, but it's going to be a lot closer. Uh, I think, honestly, this game will probably show more about ECU being underrated than VT being overrated. Like, I think you saw the real VT. I mean, the, for me, I was more, I wasn't surprised about the defense he played against Ohio State. Offensively, I didn't think they had it in them. I was actually quite surprised. Um, Brewer's good. I mean, I've seen him play Texas. Like, he's legit. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they got a lot of freshmen, too. I mean, they got two freshmen running back and freshmen, too. Like, there's a lot of freshmen on VT, and they look like vets in that game. So, come up with the high momentum. I think they're for real. Um, I think they'll beat ECU. I'm going to say two touchdowns. All right. So, full disclosure, for you, those of you that don't know, I am a Virginia Tech fan. That being said... I'm trying to be as objective as possible. <laughs> I think they will pass, but I do not think they will pass with flying colors. I don't think they're quite as good as people think they are. And I think a lot of that has to do with because Ohio State wasn't as good as people thought they were. Right. I don't think that win, mm. I don't think that win is as impressive as people made it out to be. I mean, some of that has to do with Braxton Miller wasn't playing. Some of that has to do with the fact that I just think Ohio State wasn't as good as People thought they were. Another thing is Noah Spence, who actually just failed another drug test, is Ohio State's best defender, and he wasn't playing. And won't be playing. And, and won't be playing now. Um, so while I think they'll pass, I don't think Virginia Tech has arrived yet. I think that they assume, given the fact that basically 60% of their output, as far as touchdowns concerned, is 
freshman. Yeah. <laughs> and when it's not a freshman, it's a sophomore. <laughs> so I think they'll, well, they'll have their return to prominence. I just don't think it's this year. But I don't think this week is the week they get exposed. All right, we'll see. Watch the games tomorrow and find out what happens. So I'm a little disappointed in this lie detector because we had everybody passing. But we'll do it. We'll have an update next week. And if we had find some frauds along the way, we'll be sure to let yeah, you know about it. It's kind of a slow week for games, so um, you don't get some of the killer matches. But we'll definitely see. All right, folks, that's all the time we have. Uh, good news. Um, the domain, the original website, is back. Uh, finally, pull some strings and got it working again. So check us out on the web at www.mediatimeout.net. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at media underscore timeout. And hit us up on Facebook. Hit the like button. 